Welcome to episode 40 of the Web2O Show. Mint, or show me how much money I don't have. <laughs> I'm Josh Owens. And I'm Chris Saylor. The Web 2.0 Show profiles the hottest people behind the latest web services. <clears throat> this week we'll be interviewing Aaron Pater from Mint, the uh, founder and CEO I, uh, I bet you didn't know you were the hottest person on the internet, did you? Uh, the hottest person on the internet? Are yeah. we talking about my uh, my appearance or, or my website here? Oh, it's it's a running Whatever. joke in the show. I, uh, ah, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about Mint and uh, what the website does. Right. So it's uh, Mint.com, and in short, it's a free personal finance web application. Um, it uh, takes about two minutes to set up, and it links directly and with bank-level security to 3,500 different uh, banks, credit unions, credit cards. So it'll pull in all of your balances, all of your transactions every night. It'll categorize and classify all your transactions so you see how much you spend on gas, on groceries, DVDs, Thai food, Starbucks. <laughs> um, it'll send you bill reminders, alerts, uh, so that you avoid bank fees like low balance alerts um, or near your near your credit limit alerts or over budget alerts. And then it'll also find uh, ways to actually save and make you money by finding a, a better interest rate on your bank account or your, check, your checking account, uh, your credit card, or um, a better price on, like, monthly bills. Awesome. So how did you come up with that idea? Uh, well, Mint.com was born out of frustration, really. Um, I, I had started my first uh, Internet business back in, I guess, 97 era. And at that time, you know, I, I had my, my personal finances and my business finances, and I needed a way to manage them. So I was using uh, Quicken and Microsoft Money. Those were the only things available at the time. And um, I, I used them um, for eight or nine years. Uh, being a being an engineer, I'm a, a pretty analytical, pretty anal guy. Uh, so I was very diligent about it, and I'd spend sort of two hours every Sunday afternoon getting all of my accounts uh, in there. Um, you know, you're probably like me. I've got four or five different credit cards, a couple checking accounts, a couple savings accounts. And it just became way too difficult to pull all that information together and just see where it was all going. With um, with those programs, you have to uh, balance your account manually. You have to categorize most of your transactions. They don't do it for you. They don't help you um, really just to see where your money's going. They don't alert you. They don't find ways to save. Um, and um, And I was tired of just putting all that work into the system. Yeah, that's that's definitely time consuming. That's probably my number one complaint. Anytime I'd use Quicken, it seemed kind of silly to have to go in and like reconcile everything that I already downloaded from my bank website. Uh, reconciliation. That's that's what did it for me. Um, so I, you know, I was working for this other startup and I hadn't opened up Quicken. And and if you haven't opened up Quicken in a while, it doesn't download your transaction. So I had like a five month gap in my transaction history. It downloaded, downloaded like 400 transactions, and it says, your Quicken balance doesn't match your bank balance. Please balance these 400 transactions. And I thought, <laughs> what the hell? It's a computer. It knows my balance. It can work backwards. Yeah, definitely. Why do I have to put this work into the system? So <clears throat> one of the major things that I hear from people, you know, uh, probably on Twitter was where I heard the most chatter after you guys run crunch 40 which congratulations by the way thank you <clears throat> um a lot of questions surrounded uh you know security and how secure it is meant if i if i give them all my you know all the access to all my financial accounts 
you know, uh, how, how do you guys deal with that? How, how do you handle security? So Mint was uh, designed from the ground up with uh, bank-level security. Um, I, I actually will make a bold statement, which is you're safer putting all of your information into Mint um, and, and safer than you are with online banking. And, and there are a couple of reasons which may not be obvious um, at first glance. So Mint starts out with this, the same bank-level data security practices, um, all the encryption that you'd expect, um, this is the outside security audits by VeriSign, HackerSafe, uh, Trusty, um, crypt- cryptography research, and um, you know, sort of white knight hackers that, that we've actually hired to come in and have not been able to break into the system. So standard bank-level security practices. But on Mint, you're actually anonymous. So we never ask you for your name or your address or your social security number. Um, we know about your finances, but we really don't know anything about you uh, as a person. Uh, whereas banks do know that information. And um, the thing is, 90% of all fraud actually starts offline. So somebody swipes your credit card at a restaurant or a gas station. Um, offline, not online, is, is, uh, is much more likely. So with Mint, since you have all of your accounts in one place, and since it connects up and gets your latest balances and transactions every night, if there's a problem, you'll get an email or a text message alert uh, the very next day. So if your balance drops too low because someone's draining your accounts, um, if somebody is spending an unusually high amount on electronics, you'll find out about it right away. Uh, the alternative, if you weren't using Mint, would be to log in to you know, four or five different places every single day to check for fraud or, or theft. Or, uh, you know, wait 30 to 45 days for a paper statement, and, and by then it's too late. So it's better to be proactive and use something like Mint.com that monitors 24-7. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so what kind of major hurdles did you actually face in building the application? Well, um, you, as you can imagine, it's, it's not easy to connect up to 3,500 different uh, banks and credit cards and to, to maintain um, that connection. Banks are... Uh, always going up and down for for maintenance. Um, so just the the basic connectivity and just getting data into the uh, into the system was um, was pretty difficult. Um, and then beyond that, it was uh, you know one of the the most innovative things about Mint is it doesn't just show you um, all of your finances, but it tells you how you can actually improve your financial situation. So. Um, it'll say, hey, it looks like you've got $20,000 in a Bank of America savings account. And we see that you're not earning any interest. If you move that over to ING or HSBC or E-Trade Bank, you could earn 3 4 5% interest. That would be worth $900 a year. Uh, credit cards, get you a credit card with more rewards, et cetera. So getting all of that um, information into the system about all the different checking and savings accounts that are out there, all the different credit cards. There are thousands of them, each with different different rewards. Some of them will give you 5% back on restaurants. Some of them will give you 3% back on gas and groceries. Some of them will give you miles. Some of them will give you points. They have all sorts of ridiculous restrictions on, on mm-hmm. uh, you know, what the intro rate is, when it expires, how many uh, rewards you can you can accumulate, and just putting all that into the system so that Mint accurately reflects how much you can actually make, um, and matching it up personal, you know, in a personal way just to you, to really find those those savings opportunities is is not a trivial problem. We've actually got 
two patents um, out there. So the, the gist of it is the only ads, the only offers that you see on Mint are ones that are calculated to save and make you money, and that's uh, pretty revolutionary. No one's ever sort of come up with a, with a business model like that, to my knowledge. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you keep that? I mean, if you're really trying to, you know, suggest the, the, the best option for the customer, how do you keep that separate from, you know, paid advertisements? where it's usually not the best offer. <laughs> yeah, so um, on Mint, we we only make money if we can save you, the user, money. So, for example, we might see that you spend $150 every month on phone, TV, and Internet, and Mint will go out and it'll, it'll look through telecom providers and say, ah, oh, if you switch to an AT&T or, or a Comcast or a Verizon Triple Play package, that would save you $700 a year. So we actually have a mixture of sponsored and unsponsored results. So we have uh, you know, a relationship with, uh, with ING, with Capital One, but we don't with, say, City. We don't with Vonage, even though we recommend those products sometimes. <laughs> so we'll show you the best price, the best interest rate, regardless of whether we have a relationship. Sometimes you know, our sponsors end up on top, and that's what lets us bring Mint to consumers completely for free, and I always intend it to be free. Um, sometimes non-sponsored results come up on top, and you know that's what the algorithms calculate as the best value, and we don't make any money from it, but so be it. That sounds a lot like progressive. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, I, I often use that analogy. So you guys got a lot of positive press um, when you won TechCrunch 40, and, and since then I think you've won an, another award. Do you have any idea how many users you have now? Uh, how many users maybe came from from uh, that kind of press coverage? Yeah. So um, for for any of the, the listeners who who don't know, um, TechCrunch 40 was uh, was an event um, last so September 18th is is um, when when we came out when TechCrunch 40 was. 700 companies applied from all over the world. 40 were invited to present in San Francisco, and Mint was voted. Um, you know, the, the the best in show as it as it were. Um, we generated a lot of traffic in our you know first day out. We had more visitors than WellsFargo.com, which is you know a top ten bank. Um, we signed up about twenty thousand users in the first two days. We were signing up three per second uh, at at peak. Um, since that that point, we've been signing up. Um, you know, depending upon you know, what 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 press comes out on any given day, uh, one to two thousand people a, a day. So we've got about sixty thousand users right now. Um, we've organized about two billion dollars in uh, financial transactions. Wow. We've found uh, fifty million dollars in potential savings for our users through uh, you know better interest rates, better prices. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, because uh, I I almost have to say your site is almost like hands off. It's more just I set it up, and now it's just kind of a resource. There's there's not really anything I have to go do to actively maintain it, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that's it's kind of that's kind of the idea. It's um, I think very different from the way that most sites operate. Most most sites on the internet want you know they want page views because their model is is based on uh, you know impression based advertising. Um, they want you to stay on the site as long as possible. The thing about finances is they're they're absolutely crucially important for everyone to to manage and maintain. But 
people really don't want to spend, you know, most people don't want to spend more than five minutes a week managing their finances. Um, they want to get in and out and uh, have have the system, you know, take care of um, all the details for them. So, you know, Mint is designed where you don't even necessarily have to log in. So we'll send you an email or a text message alert when you've got an upcoming bill or when your balance dips too low or when you've exceeded your budget. We'll send you a weekly uh, email summary of your finances um, that has, you know, the, your current bank balances, uh, what the largest purchases you made that week are. Um, well, you can even, uh, through, through our mobile SMS option, you can get your, your balances or, or your alerts right to your phone. So you don't necessarily have to log in. You use it in a way that's convenient to you. Yeah, I know about twice a year I would, um, I would actually download my, my transactions into a spreadsheet and categorize them to see. I'm really horrible about spending so much money on food. <laughs> I love eating out. <laughs> And I would just, you know, I'd, I'd categorize everything. I'm like, oh, I'm spending this much on gas. And it's like I always dreamed of, of building a tool that would do that automatically. And this is actually pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, I actually um, spent four months uh, right at the very beginning of Mint solving what, it, what what is actually a very hard technical problem of categorizing and classifying transactions. Right. So um, Mint... Really, we only have a read-only connection to these banks. So we pull in your balances and we pull in the text description of your transactions. And if, for whatever reason, if you've noticed when you log into online banks, these transactions, they're all, they're all in caps. They're sort of garbage. They've got, you know, numbers and a bunch of codes mixed in there. It's hard as a human to even figure out where you went some of the time. Right. Um, so it's very hard for an algorithm to figure that out when all you have to work with is text. So, um, Mint right now, we've benchmarked it, it can categorize about 90 plus percent of uh, transactions, whereas um, a program like Quicken or Microsoft Money, we, we benchmark Quicken at about 40 percent accurate and um, Microsoft at maybe 15, 20 percent accurate. And, and the gist of it is, as soon as you log into Mint, all your transactions are categorized. You see how much you spend on food. You see how much you spend on clothes. You see how much you spend on gas with Without having to, to put that work into the system, um, but you know there's a there's a giant nine gigabyte in memory structure for <laughs> for all you geeks out there uh, with a a big inverted index, uh, you know a 14 uh, million merchant uh, custom search engine and a bunch of matrix uh, math that does it all. Impressive. Wow. So did you do did you do all that, or did you uh, <laughs> hire some math geeks to do that? Uh, actually, uh, I did that. Um, I, I, I guess I have a, a, a technical uh, background um, in computer science and, and electrical engineering. So, um, you know, I actually spent. I started the company in March 2006, and I spent the first um, six months alone in a room programming for 14 <laughs> hours a, a day, seven days a week. Um, nice. You know, coming up with nice. this technology. So very nice. What's your? Can you? Are you allowed to talk about your infrastructure? What that looks like? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. I mean, I can't get into to, to too many uh, too many details, not not the specifics. But um, we're we're a Java shop. So we run um, MySQL as a as, a, as our database, um, uh, Apache as our, our web server, Tomcat 5.5 um, as our Java container. Um, we use uh, XMLC to separate out the, the, the front-end presentation and, and the back-end um, along with um, Spring. 
Uh, we do a lot of uh, Ajax. We used to use um, like Prototype and Rico and um, some of those packages out there, and we found them to be a little too bloated. So we have um, some some great in-house JavaScript guys. So we, it's all a custom platform at this point. Oh, wow. And what about uh, what about like number of servers? Are you allowed to go into that? I'm always interested. Like, okay, this is a Java application, you know? Yeah. So. Run- Right now we have, um, I think, three or four web-tier machines, uh, so running the front end of the system. I think we have five or six of the back-end data crunch machines that do all the categorization, um, make the connection to the banks, um, and then we have uh, in our big database uh, system. Um, so I think right now we're, we're at between 10 and 15 machines to run the site. Wow, that's incredible. Do you do and you do any sort of caching? Because I know in the Rails world, it's like the only way you're ever going to scale your application is is to cache the hell out of it. As far as like um, you know, either caching queries or caching HTML. Um, so we we don't do any caching of uh, of HTML or of queries. Um, once you log in, we 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 cache a certain amount of data about. Uh, you know, your 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 transactions and your balances, so that's that's uh, you know easily accessible and 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 pretty quick. Um, I actually, you know, since I'm I'm now the the the, the CEO, I guess I have been from from the <laughs> beginning, but I've I've moved a, a bit away from the the technical stuff, so I'm I'm not all that familiar with uh, exactly all the caching mechanisms that we use. So, how do you guys handle like customer feedback? Like, I'm actually seeing, I know you just released a new version, and you talked about. Um, you're seeing double data from some of the banks, uh, double, doubled up transactions. How does a customer submit the feedback, and how is that handled on your end? Sure. So um, right at the very top of the page, we have a, a Get Help button, um, and you can you know submit submit an issue or um, if you have trouble connecting to a bank. And we usually have uh, less than 24-hour turnaround time. So um, we have a great customer service guy, Damon uh, Billion, who uh, was one of the early customer service guys at PayPal, um, and um, you know has, has done this before for for financial infrastructure. Um, the double transactions should have been resolved in in the last release a week ago, so you shouldn't see any more uh, coming up, and and any that you have should should be cleared out uh, very very quickly. Um, I won't get into too much detail, but it has to do, it's typically with ATM cards, and it's because when you first use your ATM card, it will lock down that amount of money. Um, and then two or three days later, the actual transaction will post. It'll clear. It, it, the money will actually be removed from your account. And um, so Mint saw that transaction twice, basically. Mm-hmm. For certain banks, it's, um, it happens with Wells Fargo. It happened with uh, U.S. Bank. But uh, it was fairly isolated, so maybe only 5% of users hmm. saw it. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, – it seems like certain people – I got hit with this, actually. Um, the Macy's double charge on a debit card. Yeah. There's there's certain retailers who actually will end up double charging you, and Macy's is notorious for this yeah. um, if you use your debit card. It eventually drops off, but in the meantime, it's like you just got – like I bought a bed, <laughs> and that's not cheap. No. So it, it, it like double dipped me for a day. Well, yeah. and 
the the other thing that um, you know I, I've I've certainly learned a, a ton about um, the the financial uh, industry and, and all of their practices. Um, whenever you make a purchase uh, with your debit card at say a gas station, it'll actually lock down uh, because they don't know how much you're you're going to pay for your your tank of gas, but they need to pre-authorize it for a certain amount. It'll actually mm-hmm. lock fifty to a hundred dollars on your card right then and there, so you can actually accidentally hit overdraft. Um, because that money is, is, is locked down for, you know, a day or two, uh, without really knowing it. So I, I personally advise always using a credit card. Um, uh, I, I actually, you know, a lot of, uh, financial advisors or people who give out advice, credit cards are bad. Debt is certainly bad, but, you know, a credit card, if used right, is a 30 day interest free loan. You can get up to 5% cash back or miles for, for using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have that issue uh, that you do with debit cards of um, you know locking locking your money down. Yeah, I get a ton of money back from U.S. Bank at the end of the year for using credit card. Yeah, well, if you want to figure out the exact right credit card for you, that's one of the things that Mint <laughs> is 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 great at. Uh, if you spend a lot on travel, it'll give you the best miles card. If you spend a lot on restaurants, it'll find you one that gives you five percent back in that category. If you spend a lot on gas, it'll it'll find the right gas card for you. Um, you know, the right credit card for you depends completely on your your spending habits. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never been a big. Uh, I, I'm I'm horrible with money, <laughs> so I'm hoping that something like Mint actually you know kicks me in the ass and says, hey, you need to stop spending a thousand dollars a month and eating out or whatever. Well, you know, uh, last week we in in version one point one uh, we we um, introduced a, a budgeting feature, and um, what's great about Mint budgets is you only budget the categories that you're concerned about. So if it's hmm. if it's just dining out that you're you're interested in, you don't have to budget all the categories like you would in a, a Quicken or a Microsoft Money. Um, and what, right in the budgeting feature, it'll actually show you historically how much you've spent in in, you know, the, in the last three or four months so that you, you set a budget that you can maybe actually stick to so that it's only 10% below where your average is instead of you know an arbitrary number out of, out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually played with the budget yet. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I was just looking at it today because it's November 1st and all my budgets are like back down to zero and I'm like, hmm, this looks pretty nice. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, you know, as you spend, those progress bars will will expand out and then um, they're, they're green uh, until until you, you know, are right at your budget, then they'll turn yellow and if you go way over, they'll turn, they'll turn yeah. red. Nice. Yeah, I assume is. there's um, the mobile notifications for that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, honey, we can't go out to eat tonight. Where it's uh, <laughs> we're over the budget. Well, and it'll actually um, tell you which transaction puts you over. So it says, "Oh, um, you just went to uh, to Scomas or to the slanted door, and that's what puts you over your your budget." Nice. So it's it's pretty specific. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost scary to look at like these spending trends. It shows you like the top restaurants you've spent money at and stuff. And it's like, huh, I didn't realize I ate there so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of our users had a blog post, uh, the, the other day and he said, I didn't think I was this kind of guy, but, uh, mint tells me that my, my most frequent purchase is at Starbucks. So, uh, so I guess I'm that guy. Oh, I, I know that I'm a two a day Starbucks. <laughs> nice. So um, one of the features, I don't know if it's missing or I just can't find it. Are you guys going to offer like custom categorizing 
I, I didn't see anything like that. Yeah, so we have uh, we have a concept of of labels which you can use as custom categories. So you can select multiple transactions and then mark them, say as like a roommate expense, and then you can do a search for that and figure out how much your roommate owes you, or how much um, you know you spent on your last vacation, or if you want to label all of your business expenses. Um, I think we're going to combine sort of categories and labels together into one, one concept and just have custom categories because uh, so many people have uh, have requested it. Um, the only thing that's, you know, technically complicated about that is when you start to allow custom categories, people will just accidentally use different category names for what are essentially the same thing. So one time they'll call it food, one time they'll call it dining, one time they'll call it, you know, restaurants, one time they'll, they'll call it, you know, and, and they're all sort of lumped into the same category. So if, if you don't watch out, if you don't carefully categorize, the, the custom categories can, can actually come back and bite you. Yeah, it seems like in this case I'd go the 37 signals route and say, you don't really need that feature. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just gonna shoot your, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. So Yeah, the label seems like it, it's probably, I don't know, I guess I just kept glossing over that with my eye. I'll have to give that a shot and see yep. see how I like it. So what other kind of uh, features can we expect to see from you guys in the f- future? Ah, yes. So um, we will soon be adding support for um, student loans, car loans, mortgages, and oh. investments. Wow. Nice. Badass. <laughs> I know. We've, uh, we've got some really interesting um, you know, usability and, and, and presentation of how we're going to do investments. Um, one thing that we take pride at, 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 at Mint is just sort of the design elegance of it all. Um, for whatever reason, and uh, as I've been talking to other internet companies, a lot of people don't bring real users in-house and actually watch them play with with the software that they're developing. Um, and no matter how smart you are, uh, no matter how smart you think you are as a developer, you will screw it up. You need to put lots of real people in front of every feature that you produce and hear what they have to say um, and then redesign it five times before you ship it to the public. Yeah, I definitely agree. I call that the mom-slash-grandma test. <laughs> I, I uh, point my mom and my grandmother to the site and... They call me like, I can't do this, and then I know i got to fix it. Yep. <laughs> well, not to mention, people will do things you can't even dream of. Every web developer knows that. They just, like, you cannot possibly account for everything that they're going to do. It's not amazing. at all. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the first time that we did this, it was, um, it was, it was frankly kind of painful, um, but... You know, like sort of getting kicked in the chest because this was the thing that you've been working on for a year and you had all these great ideas. Um, and But at the same time, it's it's one of the greatest learning opportunities uh, to make sure that you, you actually produce software that's that's valuable for, for people. And I think that's one of the, the big things that differentiates Mint from, you know, anybody else out there um, in, in sort of the financial space is we have a product that's, it's almost fun to use in a way. It's it's design. It's it's. I think it's got a beautiful interface. Uh, we've won a bunch of design awards for it. Um, it's really easy to use, really easy to set up, um, and we we pay attention to to that stuff. We we definitely took a you know design note and some inspiration from from Apple and and hmm. the way they they do things. So did you hire did you hire in in house designers or did you uh, contract a firm? 
it's all done in-house. Um, I think that it's it's too crucial to outsource something like like that. Um, so our, our uh, graphic designer um, or lead designer, I should say, uh, Jason uh, Patorti, is um, the the best there is. So I think the the one last question <laughs> I probably had was. How in the world did you get the domain huh. mint.com? Yeah, that's, that's a four-letter domain. <laughs> so there's a, there's a very interesting story behind it, and it took me three months to get that domain. So um, mint.com was registered back in 1993 by Larry Height. Larry Height is um, a hedge fund billionaire out of uh, New York City. Um, there are actually books written on, on this guy. He owned a, a company called Mint Investments. And I called Larry up, um, this would have been late last year, and I said, uh, you know, I'm interested in buying uh, Mint.com. Um, and he said, Aaron, last week I bought $600,000 in art. There is no amount of money that you can give me that will motivate me. Um, so it took me you know, three months of back-and-forth negotiations. And in the end, uh, what we did was uh, we settled on uh, you know, a, a price that was uh, actually sort of below the assessed value, but it was, um, it was in equity. So there was a- absolutely no cash outlay on, on our part. And Larry, uh, if and when Mint does uh, well, will you know, see an asymmetric up upside, uh, which is great for him from, you know, an investment perspective. Um, but it was not an easy negotiation by, by any means. I put hundreds of hours into it. Wow. So did he, did you just finally get him on board with the the idea of it? I mean, did you find the idea cool or? Yeah, it was, it was really that, uh, he was motivated by, by the power of the idea and, um, you know, had some input on, on what we could and should do for investments when, when we got there. Um, and that he realized that it's a, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity because it's, it's the absolute perfect name for, for what we're doing. I mean, a mint is a place where money is made and that's exactly what you do at, uh, at mint.com. Uh, a mint is, is quality and it's refreshing and, um, that's what what Mint is doing to the financial space. It's uh, it's a new take. Excellent. I like it. Awesome. Well, uh, was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to mention, Aaron? I I, I mean, I think uh, think we covered the basics. Um, you know, the the gist of it is um, Mint only takes two minutes to set up. So uh, if your finances are are in disarray and you need some some uh, financial organization. Um, and you need some alerts to remind you uh, to pay your bills on time, and uh, you're looking to find extra ways to save, um, you know, Mint.com is for you. The, the average person, as soon as they log in, within minutes of log- logging in, finds about uh, $1,000 in, in sort of savings opportunities through higher interest rates on, on their checking accounts or you know, lower prices on monthly bills. Yeah, I actually have zero. <laughs> you have zero offers? <laughs> yes, I have no idea why. <laughs> nice. No, I, I have like fifteen hundred, I think, sitting up. There yeah. Right now. Well, you know the 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 like I said, the interesting thing about Mint is the only offers you see are offers that will make you money. So it's possible that uh, you know your your checking accounts or your savings accounts or, or the prices that you're paying are. Um, good enough. Um, Mint won't show you uh, anything unless it'll save you at least a hundred dollars over the course of the year. And well, you get uh, f- you know for for being um, so 
financially uh, astute. You you get to use Mint with uh, with with zero offers, with uh, with zero ads. Um, I'm actually a financial savant. Who knew? That's right. <laughs> that's right. <scary. laughs> I'd like for it to actually say flash up and say stop eating out. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Oh, you forgot. Thanks Josh. for having me. And you got one more. You got one more question, man. Oh well, I I kind of asked it. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I asked him if there are any be features coming up that he wanted to talk about. All right, okay. Are there any super secret features that uh, you guys are planning to release soon that you want to tell our audience about? Uh yeah, I'll tell you about a super secret feature. Oh, um, fantastic! I know. Seriously. <laughs> um. So one of the features that, that we'll be adding shortly is that uh, when you're looking at your, your transactions, uh, when you're looking at how much you spend on, on Starbucks or, or on uh, groceries, you'll be able to see how much you spend versus how much the average Mint user spends or how much the average Californian spends or if you live in a big city you know, where there's at least uh, a thousand data points, um, how much the average San Franciscan spends on, uh, you know, Starbucks or, or any of the other places that, uh, that they might go. So, um, awesome. I know you'll be able to find out whether, <laughs> whether you're truly a coffee addict or whether you're just average. That's incredible. Can you, compa- can you, can you change that and say, I want to compare myself to against, you know, San Franciscans or, um, oh, oh, can you, can you actually, uh, Compare yourself against San Franciscans, and then compare yourself against New Yorkers, and then compare yourself against um, Miamians. Well, since the feature hasn't been hasn't been completely built, uh, I suppose uh, if you uh, if you ask me for it, uh, what the heck, it might happen. That would be awesome, actually. Because actually, that would be a good way to compare um, the cost of living from one city to another. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. What would happen yeah. if I moved to San Francisco? Just more justification for you to move to San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. See, honey, our Starbucks would be cheaper there. So that would be cool. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll keep that one on the on the download just for uh, just for listeners. But by the time uh, we get the show out, it's probably already be out. So don't worry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Yeah, Time to go install okay. Leopard. All right. Yep. <laughs> and visit Mint.com. Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap.